Thank you so much, Paul, um, and to Amy and to Jenna. Uh, great to uh, be able to be together. Great to be able to worship together in our in our own homes with our cups of coffee. This is great. Uh, hopefully, Neville will talk long enough, which I'm sure he will, to give me time to drink this coffee while it's still hot. Um, yeah, so if you're joining us, wherever you're joining us from, whatever platform, whatever time of the day, it, um, it's a privilege to have the opportunity to, to come into your home or into your headphones or whoever you're listening. Um, yeah, so we're, we're going to do things slightly differently this morning. Um, so I know that we've done, we've done interviews before. Uh, it feels like a long time ago that we did interviews with Jesse and Nigel and, and others. Um, we recorded them and played them on our Sunday mornings. Uh, this is this is live and it feels different. I had a moment, a moment of panic there. I was like, don't do anything. Don't do live TV with children, animals. And I added on to that, or Neville Garland. But we're, <laughs> we're going to try live TV with, uh, with me and Neville here. Um, I think it is a, it's a, just to sort of set it up. Um, I don't think this is just a one-off thing that we want to do. This has been something that we've talked about on and off for for a couple of years, as me and Neville were reflecting on yesterday. And um, and I suppose as we've just listened over the last number of weeks um, to, to different people and uh, been in, in different conversations, we just thought that this would be a really helpful um, rhythm for us to establish. And so the idea is that every after three weeks, we're going to take the fourth Sunday. So why not just start it now? Maybe for those of you who are a bit OCD, you might be thinking, why can we not do this at the end of the month? And so if you're one of those people, I'm really sorry, but we've, we've done three weeks, and so we're, this is now our fourth Sunday. We don't like to do it too straightforward around here. Um, so the idea is I am increasingly passionate that we are making sure that we are hearing one another and hearing ultimately what the Lord is saying to us through one another. I am really passionate that we are, that we feel like we are on this journey together. And so the, the thought of t pausing, taking the, the fourth Sunday and uh, stopping, pausing to make sure that we're all catching up, that we're all hearing from the Lord together. This is, I think it's really, I do think it's really important. And so last week, David, David did a great job. Talk is cheap, really helpful actually having David's notes on that as well. He's really good at doing that. Um, and so one of, his, one, of the, one of the points that David made during the course of his chat with us last Sunday was that we create conversational space. And so I suppose as you listen to, listen to David saying that, you, you, wanna, you wanna make sure that you're doing that. No point in hearing David saying that. Think it's a good idea and then not create the conversational space that he is encouraging us to do. Um, if you remember back two weeks ago, Amy, Amy, um, as she brought her talk to a close, talked about um, how we navigate this season well and how we navigate it fruitfully. And there's a few things that she gave us that, that, that we're praying, that we're being aware, that we are, we're choosing our vocabulary right, and also that we are connected so talked about being connected to Jesus, being connected to community, and being connected through conversation. 
And so again, I think it is really important that we do this. And I hope it is helpful for us. Um, and uh, I would love it that uh, that we get to the stage that on the fourth Sunday that there would be in the build up to that Sunday that there would be questions or there would be comments or there would be the freedom for somebody else just to jump on and uh, and let us know what they're hearing. Let us know what they're hearing from, from what we're sharing on a Sunday morning and again, ultimately, what we're hearing from the Lord. Amy said that uh, that we are not meant to do this alone. We know that. I hope we know that we're not meant to do this alone. And as challenging as it is in this season, we're still not meant to do it alone. And so our connectivity through conversation is, I think these moments are going to be really important because if we're going to, to journey, we're going to, we're going to be, we have to journey together. And I hope these conversations will help us do that. I know maybe this feels like a long sort of build up, but um, again, on, on Tuesday, me and Paul and Andrew had a conversation with Michael Briggs. Michael is involved in, uh, in uh, church community stuff down in Dublin, leading the church down there. And he, and he made this remark throughout the conversation with us. He said that the talks, they're really intentional within their church community, that the talks are not the answer. And sometimes I think that's what we've done. We've, the, the preacher is the one that comes up on a Sunday morning for 30 minutes and gives all the answers. But the talks are not the answer. They are the start of a conversation. And so we are hoping that the last three weeks, they've been really good talks, but they're not, not, they're not the answer, but they are the start of the conversation. So I'm really grateful for the last three weeks for Lila and for Amy and for David. Their talks have been wonderful, but I think I, I'm hoping that I can speak on their behalf that I think they would want it to be the start of a conversation. I don't think that any, I didn't hear from either of them that they're coming with all the answers, but plead with us to enter into a conversation. And so, um, the, the, the thing about this is that talks are easier. Me and Neville talked about this yesterday. To give it up, stand that up and give it a 30 minute talk is a lot easier for me and I think a lot easier for Neville. There's something about this that we're losing the sense of control. Uh, we are um, losing that, that ability to be in control for the next 30 minutes. And we are, there's actually, there's actually going to be more exposure to our vulnerabilities and to our weaknesses. And, um, and so I think we're, we're, okay with that we're comfortable with that aren't we Nev? yeah we are but uh, we have lost our control this morning neil because um both of our wives are heading to work and they've given us a time limit so we are we are a wee bit under control but uh no it, it is it's really good to um i suppose uh as you said this is something that we, we sort of chatted about a couple of years ago this idea of being able to talk out what god is going is doing or in our lives uh, before we pass pass that moment or go on to the next thing um i suppose i've understood lockdown has, has caused many things for us in our home um uh, i liked lila's chat on being known um mm -hmm. it's it's caused us to pause and um and yes allow us allow us to, to settle with that fact that we're known every part of us is known by god and so um for me as i thought over that chat um i i was kind of released into a new area of you know it's okay that sometimes things aren't okay mm -hmm. sometimes it's okay that we haven't got all our stuff together um you know as i've talked before 
um, that psalms are, are hugely important. I, I spend a lot of my time in psalms. And this the most of these are written by a guy called David, who who um, a lot of the time doesn't have it all together. And yet he's classed as a man that's after God's heart. And uh, and uh, I'm saying that in the sense of, you know, um, I under, I've, I've come to understand through Amelia, actually, that my style of learning is, is, um, is, is actually conversation. Uh, so Amelia is missing, um, you know, her, her, her class, um, uh, I can't call them colleagues because they're not that, that's not, but they're her classmates. classmates. And, and, and working out stuff around the table is, um, is, is, is hugely important. Uh, to me, and I've seen that in in pausing and actually getting to know the people I live with, uh, um, uh, and I know there's so much more, Lila, that uh, Lila put into that. Um, and I'm speaking to Lila here because she's on the screen with us, she's on Zoom with us. But um, but it's just that idea of of being known and then you know moving on from there. But it takes time. It takes time for mm -hmm. that to happen, doesn't it? So, um, yeah, so just to, while, while you're reflecting on that, what I find really helpful, um, lots of stuff I found really helpful from what Lila shared, but I suppose just the last few days I've been reflecting on that, on that line of he knows, like Jesus knows to sit with what you're sitting with. Um, and, and there's times I find that I find that really important. Because I think there is times, like, and even though you've been following Jesus and feel like you've been giving your life to get to know him better, there's still moments where you think, like, does he even get this? Does he even understand this frustration? And I found that really helpful. In time, times it feels really simple, but just that reminder that he, he knows what it is. He knows what it is to sit with what you're sitting with. Mm -hmm. I couldn't help but think of Lila a few times whenever in our conversation with Michael on our on the podcast that we did on Tuesday night, and and Michael found I found it really helpful that he was using language that I found quite similar to what Lila was sharing with us. He said that God is not calling us to escapism, but rather to find resilience in the midst of the trial. And I think that we are often very guilty, and, and Lila did a great job of reminding us of that. We are so guilty of giving people the verse, giving people the yeah. thing that we think will fix them really quickly. Because they need to get out of this, they need to overcome, they need to they need to be removed from these feelings and from this situation. But uh, but God's not calling us to escapism, but rather to find resistance in the midst of the trial. And um, and so I find that important. Married with the fact that He knows what it is to sit, He knows to sit with what it is we're sitting with, and actually sits there with us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and not to skip away from Lila, but then David. Uh, brought out that fact of you know how often we use words ourselves that that are not really true representations of where we're at ourselves um, mm -hmm. and, and I understand the importance of 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 scripture and and hope and um and, and not wallowing in a sense but oftentimes we 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 use words that we don't even how often do we use words that we don't actually have allowed you know we've taken the time to allow to become part of our being mm -hmm. 
because we, we, we just live behind so many uh, cliches. And, and so we enter into conversations as, uh, oftentimes as, as these superheroes, which we're actually not super, we can't, we're not even superheroes of our own lives. And we try to be superheroes uh, of others. And, um, and, and we listen to a conversation or we don't actually listen to a conversation. Um, and that's a whole different train of thought because uh, I lived before the time there was uh, text messaging and WhatsApp and even email. Um, and um, I've learned that those things are ways of communicating what I want to communicate to you. They're not ways of me listening to what you have to say in response to those. And, uh, and so I think that just that whole um, being known and again, just to pull back into that is, you know, once we, I, I think, understand who knows us and, and, and that he knows us in, in every area of our own lives, then we allow people to journey that themselves too. Mm -hmm. And we don't pull them out of it and say, you know what, you shouldn't be um, journeying that. You should be more triumphalist in, in this moment because scripture says X, Y, and Z. Yeah. Yes, scripture says that, but scripture is there to help us on our journey to meet Christ, to be with Christ. Yeah. So I wonder now, again, there's probably people that can speak about this better than you and me can, but I wonder again how much of that idea of whenever we're listening to people, like I'm guilty of this, I don't know if that's exactly what you were saying, but I'm guilty of listening to people, but the whole time I'm listening in order to respond. Yes. Like, and that's how I'm listening. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I only and I wonder, so just, just because, knew, just because we I only responded quickly to that because I knew that's what you were going to say. So anyway. <laughs> but but even we talk about it, this idea of vision control, I think that is, we're almost afraid not to give an answer because that's almost giving up control, is it? Oh, yes. Like we want, we want to be in control, so we feel like we have to give an answer. We have to give some sort of like response or verse because then we can, we can keep control of the situation. We don't like to be out of control. We don't like the mystery or the uncertainty or the doubt. And so we, we keep control of that by giving all the right answers and saying all the right things. And like you've, I suppose, alluded to, sometimes I don't even know whether we fully believe it ourselves. Yeah. Well, and, and, and again, then David alluded to that, you know, about a word in season, you know, there is a place for that. And, um, and so there, there's an importance in that of entering into someone's story and, mm -hmm. um, um, and, and journeying. Don't, you know, uh, don't give that person advice unless you're going to actually journey with them. Uh, through the, the whole part of that. So, like, there's so much, um, you know, in those uh, two, uh, particularly, uh, you know, a couple of weeks beforehand, you talked about the idea of us being a slave to instant. And um, you also we also use this word, and, and Lila brought it out too, about being rooted. Um, uh, I think she referred to uh, you as that. And, and, and so that's brought me on a whole different line. Well, not a different, I think it's all the same um, line of, um, because we haven't talked about Amy yet and what she shared. And, um, you know, and this whole idea of productivity and fruitfulness. Um, 
And, you know, I, I've just been so so challenged by that. I suppose, you see, lockdown is is um, is, is difficult for me because I enjoy productivity. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy routine. I, I like to know what I'm doing and I like things to run normal. And um, we were on a Zoom call the other night with other church leaders and a couple of people within my group as we did breakout rooms, they enjoy chaos because they just love the fact of seeing what God's going to do next in the middle mm-hmm. of the chaos. And I'm like falling off my chair thinking, what on earth, what way is these guys wired? And then I'm like, I probably need to have a bigger conversation with those guys and see what am I missing here? What, what am I? Um, uh, and, the, and the thing that Ronnie brought up the other night on our men's was uh, I, I, look, I, I enjoy looking forward to things. And I think the big thing at the moment for us all is, you know, one of the things that we all probably have got in the habit of doing at this time of year is planning your holidays. And there's even an uncertainty about that. You know, is that going to happen this year? And, and I say that in the light of that's a mild kind of a thing, but it does affect us in a way. You know, there's, there's, there's people who have greater difficulties than this and, and journey far better than me. Um, in these times and, and I just honor those people and uh, and just think you know what the depth of faith and, mm-hmm. and how deep they must be rooted yeah. in God you know to hold that that just to hold that journey and um, you know so uh, look that yeah. could lead into a whole lot of yeah. stuff before you so now we're doing, we're, we're doing a bit of summarizing in some ways and some of the things that have jumped out at us from some of the talks. Um, you've, you've brought up Amy's. And suppose I'd love to ask you a question, maybe to try to make it a bit more personal, get your comfort zone a bit more. So it's that idea, it's that question almost that Amy started with, I think, last week or two weeks ago. Where, where are you getting your energy from? So hearing you say, Neville, that you, you're used to productivity. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're feeling that maybe you're not as like as productive as you normally are, because that energizes you, doesn't it? Like Does being you? productive energizes you. Yeah. So I suppose that's the question I'd love yeah, maybe to reflect on if you can. Where are you then getting your energy from? Yeah. So 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 then I I I have had to. What I've done over the last couple of weeks is listen again to, uh, sorry about this, David, but you are a friend, but I haven't listened to yours twice. But I've listened to Lila's <laughs> talk a couple of times. I've listened to Amy. And I've tried to say, look, you know, this is a time, this is probably a time of change. And God, this is a time of, I don't know, I honestly have no idea what God's up to um, where the world's concerned. And I would not even take a hazard to guess that. And, and uh, I think it takes a very wise person to, uh, well, I don't even know whether wise is the right word to guess that, but I know there's some readjustments going on in here. That's mm. what I do know. Um, I know that, um, that I want to change. I just feel I've got to a place where I want to change uh, that. I want to, I, want, I don't want my identity or my drive in life to always be about productivity. Mm-hmm. I want it to be something greater. And so, you know, Amy talked about this idea of fruitfulness and I've been hugely attracted to 
at the moment, John 15. And you love that, Neil, because this is your this is your baby. Uh, this is your 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 chapter in the Bible. But there's there's a verse that it's saying sixteen and seventeen. I have to say that, and I don't think. Yeah, well, we've all got a springboard somewhere. Yeah, and, springboard. Uh, verse five says Jesus speaking of himself. He says, "I am the vine; you are the branches." If, if any man remains in me and I in him, you will bear much fruit. So, you know, it's just brought me back to that place. Do, you know, I think, I think the, the great, the, the great um, telltale story of our lives when, we're at, when, it, when, when our time's done will be fruitfulness. Now, but I think we have to be careful how you how you quantify fruitfulness mm -hmm. but fruitfulness comes from abiding mm -hmm. and there is one place that we are called to abide and that's we're called to abide in him and i honestly have a lot to learn where that's concerned because i think in our lives and i'll speak for myself is we're 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 bombing along and one day we meet jesus and we say yeah, that's good. Um, that's uh, first of all, we probably attracted him because um, it's our ticket when we get out of here. And then we realize actually he might actually help us on the journey here. But I think very few people um, preach on the fact that there is a death to take place. And the death is within us. We have to die to our way and come alive to his way. And um, and so in, you know, you know I'm a, I'm a farmer's boy and I'll always have some sort of farming analogy of some sort, but it, it's clear, it says that unless a grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies, scripture's clear on that. It will never produce a harvest or then it does produce a great harvest. And I suppose that's, you know, what we want. We want our lives to be uh, fruitful. There's so much more, uh, you know, like I have found that over the last year, if we want to even go back longer than that, I have found that um, COVID has been quite a humbling experience for me. Um, mm. Because I think you steam along, you bomb along, you're planning the next thing, um, you're listening, you're going to the next event. And, you know, life is just this, continuous circuit of hopping from the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. Um, one of the things that has helped has helped me to get, as I've already said, helped me to get to know the people I live with. That's been huge. You know, um, your good points and your what's your highs and your lows of COVID, uh, I think they're so closely linked. You know, homeschooling is definitely a low, but there's a huge high in it because you can see how your kids function. And I haven't done a lot of that, so I, I shouldn't really speak a lot out of that. But I know that we have spent more time as a family together and we have, you know, been able, I have been, I have been able to take more time to listen to my kids. Mm -hmm. I've been able to take more time and see the depth that's in my wife's heart uh, over this time. And, um, and that's huge. That's, that's massive. Um, you know, she's a carer through and through. 
and that's that's um, that's what God called her to be, and and that's where she functions and operates the best. Um, but yeah, it's a time of 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 uh, humbling, and and I can't help but think of a story that I heard during the week about um, apple trees, and and uh, Amy was so good in her her uh, talk. She talked a little bit about the apple trees, didn't she? And um, my dad and mum were given a gift of apple trees a couple of years ago uh, and they planted them. And my dad uh, said to me uh, last the week before last, he said, uh, you know anything about apple trees? And I said, no, I don't actually. And he said, well, you know, you live where all the apple farmers are. Maybe you'd be talking to someone someday. Um, he forgot that I'm not my brother. My brother would talk to a cow that walked down the road uh, I, I just I'm not that forward. Alan would really, but um, so it made me think, and I heard a great story during the week. But anyway, basically, my dad was telling me that the trees they're doing really well, and they are doing really well. They flower really well. They're growing tall, um, but when they produce a fruit, the fruit is extremely small. Mm. And uh, he said there must be something we need to do. And the long short of it is. Um, these trees need to be trained. And um, as Philip Emerson, it was Philip Emerson told this story during the week. He said that a tree, an apple tree or a tree that bears fruit needs to be trained to bow low. Because if it grows up tall, uh, it loses all its energy because mm. it's just attracted to the light. But once a tree is trained to bow low, it will uh, produce better fruit. And um, mm-hmm. and I can see that in my mom and dad's trees. They are growing, they're flying up, but they need to be trained to buy. And Amy brought this out and he, she, she said, um, I've noted somewhere, but I can't remember where they are. I've got like 10 pages all out across the desk here. But Amy was saying, you know, there's sometimes beauty or beautiful things that happen in the winter seasons of our lives. Mm. And um, and one of the things that farmers do, or apple farmers do, is they, they, they spend some time training their trees and getting them ready for spring, summer, and, har- and the harvest that is to come. And so um, I think that in this time that I've been probably um, brought a wee bit lower, I think, I think how I treat others has changed. Um, how I listen to others is, uh, I, I think I've, I've learned to listen to others a little bit better. Um, and, and I've enjoyed that the fact that we, you know, came into the new year with that idea that we wanted to, to um, create space for, for different people to speak. And um, you know, just to have a wider narrative than, um, than, than, than we just listen to all the time. Mm. Yeah. So uh, that, that was a wee bit of a ramble, but... Um, so you're finding energy from bad low? Uh, yeah, although uh, it's, it, it's, uh, um, it's, not, it's not always easy. It's not no. always easy, so it isn't. Not always yeah. easy. Um, Ronnie, you, you um, quoted... Uh, so I'm just speaking because Ronnie's on here with us as well. Um, Ronnie, um, as as it's Valentine's Day and we're we're all showing the love, Ronnie quoted uh, this morning, um, 
Corinthians 13. And uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking about also was um, in those verses, it says that love doesn't give up easy. And uh, um, I was thinking about, you know, as Amy had talked about, endurance and perseverance in in different seasons as i say i'm a farmer's son so i kind of understand that life has many different seasons mm-hmm. and um and and love doesn't give up easy and i think that you know we have to to put our roots down or i have to put my roots down a wee bit more and be a wee bit more resilient um, just in this time, um, yeah. because his love for me doesn't give up. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I hope, I hope I'm hoping your nice shoppy comments about your wife will give us an extra few minutes here. Oh right, yeah. What time is it? Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> but just with, just when you're thinking, let me not ask you directly, but because you've already started to hint at how we define fruitfulness in this season. And again, as I'm listening to you, I'm, I'm hearing you answering it. And I'm hearing Amy answer it a wee bit last, last week. Because I think we often do what Amy said. We think productivity equals fruitfulness. We think mm. fruitfulness are the same things. And I think it was important that you said productivity is not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing, but it's not the same as fruitfulness. And I think this is a season we, where fruitfulness actually does look like what you've alluded to, Nev patience, endurance in this season looks like listening better, being kinder, self-control, gentleness. That's Mm. what fruitfulness looks like, I think, in this season. And I think that's a really important lesson for us to learn because I think we can be so guilty of elevating the gifts of the Spirit above the fruit of the Spirit. And maybe that's an unfair comparison, but I think that we so elevate the gifts we so put them on a platform but actually it's fruit comes fruit has to come first yeah well where that that's how we how we're going to define fruitfulness is going to be love joy patience goodness hmm. and this so i have this piece of paper that sits at i take it with me and to work and it just sits beside me and 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 that's what's on it is galatians 5 uh, 22 and 23 Mm-hmm. Because it's the question, like, how am I, you know, what, how is this, is this fruit evolving? Is it, mm-hmm. and, and, and I suppose, you know, it's not something that I, I want to walk out through the door and I just want to slap a sticker on my head and go and do an endurance today. Like, is that something that's, you know, I see a sense in when when a difficult phone call comes when a difficult email comes or when you're having a bad day you know is that a freak that's you know saying rising up and saying look it's okay it's okay and you can you can you can carry this a wee bit longer than you think you can yeah or carry it i don't know if you've any examples to this i know this is the problem i suppose with doing conversational style your notes end up all over the place because you're not going in any order but mm. i do wonder if there is examples of how we have how we have sacrificed fruitful things for the sake of being productive and it maybe seems like an example and maybe not everybody can relate because they're not homeschooling but it's just the first thing to mind because i think 
being product being productive means we want to get it done as quickly as possible and we miss like we end up getting it through we end up actually telling i end up sometimes telling jada the answer just to get it done quicker ah. fruit to that who like who wins out of that and i i am so aware there's times where I think I do it. I think, and because you, you've talked about conversation as well, I think I do that in conversation too, because I want I want the conversation to come to like a productive ending that you like you sacrifice the fruit of it. You sacrifice fruitful things at the sake for the sake of being productive. And I don't know if there's other examples that you have, or I'm sure those like guys that are listening. There's maybe some things. I think that is one of those things that I think is worth us reflecting on. What what do we, what are we sacrificing? What fruitful things are we sacrificing for the sake of being productive? Yeah. Oh, oh definitely. And the, and the difficulty is there's so many. Um, I think we just push along every day and get the next thing past us and, and mm-hmm. um, uh, until we get to half past eight and get the kids to bed and get Netflix on. And yeah. then it's my time. Uh, yeah. uh, and, and, and that's kind of the way it goes. Um, yeah. and, and, and we just miss that deeper work again I think and I just don't want to brag about myself but I will um, yeah. I'm, I'm a farmer's son and Ronnie um, he, he worked on a wee bit of farming as well grow, picking potatoes when he grew up and it's just that work that's, that, that work that's done under the soil there's a work that's done under cover Mm. that we we need to push into we need to to um we need to push into first of all and then we need to to recognize that if we can't see something happening on the surface yeah you know and just aim for that deeper stuff uh, than just the next let's just yeah. get the answer yeah. to the question yeah. i think I think, again, to go back to what Lila talked about, I think we do the opposite sometimes, what Lila was encouraging us to do. We we want to fix people really quickly so we can move on to the next task or we can yeah. move on to the next person. Yeah. It's so harmful. There's, there's two lines that David said, um, which I think um, is is really good. Uh, by the way, I, I don't like Zoom. I, 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 I just want to put it out there. I want to put that out as far and as wide as possible. I do not like Zoom, but I think it's brought us to a a place of huge intentionality with one another. So on our men's group, I know we can have really good chats together now on Zoom and we just don't get deflected off with the next thing. I think we, you know, uh, we miss the the physical contact and and so some of the other things, but um, just one of the lines that, that um, David said was uh, from Dallas, Dallas Willard. There's nothing sudden hmm. about Christ likeness yeah. or becoming like Christ. There's not. It's not. I, I love. I love. Uh, I love shortcuts, and I know others on 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 here love shortcuts too. There's no shortcut in that every one of our emotions will be challenged as we mm-hmm. go on that journey. Yeah. And there'll be days where you will be bombing on and there'll be days where 
you'll find it a wee bit uh, difficult. And then the other line that David said somewhere uh, in my notes where uh, we're about is, um, uh, yeah, he said about uh, our words tell about how uh, a lot about how we uh, view God and how we view others. But then um, he just talked about that idea of like what what kind of people are we like to be around? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, and that comes from from our rootedness, our abiding, our you know being aware. Um, so Lila, how do we connect? David, how do we communicate? And then Amy was, uh, how do I live? Yeah. And, and, and I suppose those geeks that are online, I love geeks, by the way. Um, and those geeks, you know, I, I push it back into what's your operating system? Are you operating on an old system that is flying with its tongue out? Or are you operating on one of these new modern systems? And, uh, and I suppose just I'll end up with that. The, the new way I want to operate or the new system I want to operate under is, the, is love. And so I'm rereading uh, the Bible again, hopefully with the lens all the time of love. He yeah. loves us yeah. and he gave his life for us. Yeah. Um, just another quick thought I don't know if you want to respond to this Um, I think it was from a conversation that we maybe had during the week as I've reflected on some like what would be some habits for fruitfulness Um, I can't remember where we had the conversation but the idea of how we start our day Mm. is is probably more important than I think we realise so what is the first thing that you're filling your mind with? Is it, yeah. um, like, is it Facebook or is it the news or what is it? Yeah. Maybe we think it's maybe we think it's just another dig at social media. It's not. It's just a conversation about how, like, reflect on your days this week. How you started your day actually really does seem to dictate your mood, your outlook even at times the, the the course of your day definitely um and so i'm just I, i'm just wondering uh is there habits the rhythms that we could establish that at least we're just starting our day differently i i read a small book by frank Lubach a, a number of years ago with a missionary to the philippines and uh, he said i determined not to get out of bed until that mindset upon the lord has been settled and Simple practice. I think we sometimes elevate, put these guys in a pedestal, thinking that we can't do the things that they did. All he did for the first literally three or four minutes of the day was to settle himself long enough to acknowledge the presence of the Lord, to acknowledge that he's kind and that he's good and that he's with him. Mm-hmm. His posture, the, the Father's posture towards him was going to be love. And that he said that that changed mood it changes out like it dictated the course of his day when he started like that so uh, i when when i was young i used to go to stay with my auntie and uncle who were who were much older they they were of an older generation and um, um we would sometimes sneak across the, they weren't the type of people they were kind of must have been related to the dawsons because they didn't get up too early in the morning 
um, they had a shop and they opened their shop uh, at half nine in the morning. And um, some mornings we would get up early because that was the type of Alan and I and still is. And that's just the way we are. And um, we would sneak across the, the lantern and, and, and looking through their door and um, oftentimes you would see them kneeling at the side of their bed uh, which like I was just sharing that story with Amelia last night about granddad my dad uh, every day he finishes his day he finishes his day kneeling at the side of his bed but I think there's something important about how we start our day um, and, and so what I find is I, I stand, tend to stay away from news in the morning. Um, I'm driving to work. I've got uh, BBC Ulster on. Um, I suppose, we, you know, we get up. The first thing we do is probably, we, it's a habit. We look at social media. I'm not into football. I'm not into Instagram or Twitter. You know, I just flick on Facebook. So a healthy habit that we have started in our house, and it probably, it's probably some other people can, can find maybe a better one but half seven Philip Emerson's on um, with his devotion devotional and he's actually going through the book of John at the moment and so as we're getting ready that's playing in the background for us and then I just stay away from news as long as possible um, I'm thinking of what you said uh, about that missionary um, until until it's settled, I'd probably be in bed till about twelve o'clock if I was to wait in bed till <laughs> till, till everything was settled within me. Uh, but it's funny how those little things, uh, just those little uh, things, make a huge difference in your day. Yeah, uh, you know, reading scripture is 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 um, important. Yeah. Just 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 reading a psalm allowing it to speak to you, allowing it to become part of your being. Maybe you not even get something out of it that day, but you know what? It's banked in there for the day that you do need it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that idea is it doesn't matter whether you get up at your early time or no, no, no. Your accusation that the Dawson's get up later. No, it doesn't make me any better because I get up early in the morning. That doesn't, but <laughs> it's how you, hinge that day yeah. is, is hugely important. Yeah. And, and it only takes a small thing to make a big difference. Yeah. Mustard seed, guys. Yeah. Um, I'm going I'm to close out with a yeah. here now. Yes, and please. then if you could pray for us. Yeah. I'm all, I'm, I'm all, I'm I say this tentatively because I don't want people listening in uh, to, to say stuff just to make us feel better. Like most people that know me know that words of affirmation, I like, I would like to please people and words of affirmation are really important. But I do, I do, would, I do, I would love us that, I would love that if, if this is helpful, let us know whether we've done a good job or not this morning or not, forget that. But whether this idea is helpful of like pausing every three weeks just to stop and hear, if we're hearing one another, and we get, we, all of us are catching up with what we feel the Lord's saying to us and mm. to one another. I think that would be really important. And um, and so because I suppose because we've we've touched on John fifteen, because it's Valentine's Day, whip de do. Um, I and then a wee bit of what I would love to, to talk about next Sunday um, is found in John fifteen verse twelve, and I finished with a simple thought that. John 15, 
In fact, Jesus has already said in John 13, there's a new command that I give to you. And, um, and so this is what I will probably touch up, will probably elaborate on a wee bit more next Sunday. This was not something that was added on to the old. This was new. This replaced what Jesus was saying here, replaced the old. We talked about it in our midweek. It had become obsolete. The old has gone. Uh, the old covenant has become obsolete. The new command, it's not, a, it's not an added on, it's a replacement. And what is it? What is this new command that he gives? Love as I have loved you. And, and because you've touched on it now, I just wanted to bring it up because the way of love replaces the way of law. It's not, it replaces it. The way of love replaces the way of law. And so it was, it was a really big news when Jesus brought out the golden rule. The law and the prophets, Jesus said further back, that they are, if you want to put all of the law and the prophets together, and this is what is the most important. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. In other words, love in the way that you would want to be loved. And now before Jesus goes to the cross, I think there's some people refer to it as the platinum rule. Because now Jesus is going even further. He says, not only love as you would want to be loved, but love as I have loved you. And then that, that's whenever, that's whenever, like 1 Corinthians 13 is a nice verse to read at weddings and stuff like that. But this is like, this is truly what it is to be what you've talked about now. Grain of wheat falls into the ground and dies. Like this is the only way that we live this type of love that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 13. And the way that he has learned it is through the words of Jesus, who said, love as I have loved you. And um, and so that's that's John fifteen, and that's why I love it. I'm so challenged by it, and um, and so uh, so continue to engage with us around this. Now, why don't you close your time um, in prayer? And thanks for your thanks for your honesty and your vulnerability, and uh, being willing to to do this with me this morning. Thanks, Neil. Verse nine uh, in that same chapter, um, Jesus says this: "As the Father has loved me." so i love you i think that's huge and uh, i'm reading these verses out as prayers uh, over us and um, i've been struck by psalm 81 verse 10 it says open wide your mouth and i will fill it and i just think there's a posture there where we just need to sit uh, before him and then um Amelia and I were reading, or Amelia brought it to my attention last night about Psalm 1. Um, she was talking about um, um, the person who delights in the law of the Lord and uh, he meditates on it day and night. And I'm looking forward to what Neil is going to share with us next week. That law that is referred to in Psalm 1 is now replaced by what Neil is going to talk about that is Jesus himself that we would meditate on him day and night and we would be like trees planted by streams of water which will yield uh, great fruit in the proper season so father I pray that you would help us help us on this journey to uh, become more like Christ and to know you better and, uh, and Father, I do really thank you for one another, the ability to work this out or to chat this out together. And um, yeah, and bless our people.
bless all who listen and help us just to, as David would encourage us many, many times, just to put in small steps, small practical steps that will help us uh, to grow and to be uh, more, um, live more like uh, people of Galatians 5. Amen. Thank you. When I was your fault, still you love.